If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. All right, part two of the podcast, I guess, or interview section number two we're going with. Mitch Harper's joining us. Follow him on Twitter, Mitch underscore Harper. Basically, if it's a BYU-related website, he's probably done something over there. So, first off, welcome, Mitch. <laughs> hey, thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've had kind of a, a crazy journey over the years, all these different BYU sites. It's kind of like uh, I've had my own version of uh, blogging realignment over the years, if you will. <laughs> there is a fun fact, which people, you probably remember, when we were at our old location, when BYU left about was the first time, I think you attempted to be the people to not hate us as much writing about BYU. <laughs> That's right. That's very true. Long we, time we ago. We worked together back then. I'm like, hey, yeah, we need, we need some nice words. Time. Nice words. Help us out. <laughs> people are hating us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So here's where I do it tonight. So we're going to talk to Will about the Gonzaga side a little bit. Talk a little, uh, what, some for some reason, Craig Thompson decided to open his big mouth and say, hey, we want Gonzaga, and these other schools are not going to name because they may not be as good. But we're not talking to BYU, but we know BYU wants to follow Gonzaga. So first off, is that's correct. I, from you and other people I've chatted with, that is correct, where if Gonzaga leaves, BYU would like to follow them. Is that First off, is that accurate? Oh, yeah, definitely. If, if, if Gonzaga leaves for the Mountain West Conference, or for any league for that matter, BYU would immediately be in a situation where they would be exploring – their next path and, and looking for a potential exit out of the West Coast Conference because, I mean, I, I think a Gonzaga-less West Coast Conference guys would probably be inferior to the WAC, the existing WAC, and you probably have to go and Google who's in the current WAC right now because it's I had to do that, and I try to think that I know quite a bit about college sports, but, yeah, it would be a mess for BYU, and it's, and it's kind of weird to think that BYU's athletic department future rests on an athletic department that doesn't have a football program. No kidding. You got Chicago State, who is a Rio Grande Valley or something in Texas down there? Yeah, they have the, the Vaqueros, and you got UVU. I mean, it's just BYU is in a very unique situation, and if and if Gonzaga does, in fact, leave, I, I definitely think BYU would be looking to follow suit and, and ultimately try to be with them or, or find another landing spot that's going to best serve their their men's basketball program and Olympic sports. All right, so let me ask you this, Mitch, here, because uh, you, know, you hop in a second here, but just, I just brought this up. So Craig Thompson, like I said, opens his mouth for – usually it's realignment stuff comes from, well, random people who try to think they're experts, but they're not. But he'll come from, like, guys years ago, who was it, the um, – whoever the UT guy. Like, he'll come from Brett McMurphy, Andy Katz, those type of guys who are plugged in. Like, oh, we got the sources coming out. But Thompson just blows it, blows it up himself. But he only mentions Gonzaga. 
So I want to ask you this. Who are the other five teams he's talking to? Because we know it's not BYU, but it is Gonzaga. What other five teams could he be thinking about to join? Because my thought, I'll give you mine really quick, which probably makes sense. Grand Canyon, New Mexico State. Um, I don't know if it's only two, though. Eli, you told me maybe Cal State Bakersfield because they're decent in hoops. I There's not many teams that they're thinking about. UTEP maybe? Mitch, who are they talking? Who do you think the other five teams could be? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I, I think UTEP would be interesting because they got a long history with some of the existing members from the days of the old WAC and 16-team WAC back in the day. And, and geographically speaking, on the far west side, of the state of Texas. I think UTEP can make some sense. They've had a good basketball history over the last five decades or so. I think New Mexico State would make a lot of sense. You're not going to look at someone like a UVU. You've already got Utah market tapped into already with Utah State and potentially BYU. Maybe like a Long Beach State. I think Grand Canyon makes a lot of sense with with Dan Marley and the, the growth that they're experiencing in that institution. I think Grand Canyon really could be a potential um, really good basketball program out west. And in there, I mean, I don't think markets play much of a factor in regards to this conversation of conference realignment, but I think Grand Canyon would be interesting in that it does tap in to Arizona, which outside of the Pac 12 doesn't really have much of a college basketball market in, in, in the other Western leagues. So that's interesting to me as well. Um, you know, I think. You know, you, you kind of go up and down the West Coast and you just think that there's not many more options. Maybe Montana from the big sky, maybe, but they're pretty set on keeping their football program in the FCS. They're really heavily committed mm-hmm. to their facilities and resources. I think they like being kind of the big fish in the small pond in the FCS. Yeah, it's, it's kind of limited pickings, really, and they have to wonder, is it something – that we're not thinking of, maybe programs in the Midwest, more Conference USA teams, a lot of different possibilities. But if we just look at the geography, yeah, there's really not many viable options outside of Gonzaga. My, my first question going back to BYU is how football complicates this, if it even does to any extent. I know that BYU is an independent now for football. Do you think that would have any say in how a potential realignment deal could get done? Yeah, I think football definitely plays in the conversation for any move BYU makes. And I think it's interesting because the first time around, you know, BYU made a move that was all football driven. And I think now seven years into the West Coast Conference, I think it's pretty safe to say that BYU's basketball brand has been hurt or at least it's regressed some in the West Coast Conference. Now, Dave Rose has said that, you know, BYU is the type of program that, you know, it stands just on its own, whether regardless of the league they're in. But still, I think the results say that, you know, BYU is not getting the run that they did nationally, with the rankings, the seeding, NCAA tournament talk, like they did in the Mount West Conference. I think it's just pretty cut and dry. You can't argue that. They're an afterthought right now in the West Coast Conference after Gonzaga and St. Mary's. So, so I think that, you know, maybe this time around with realignment, basketball takes on a bigger precedent because, I, I mean, my thought, guys, is that BYU men's basketball has a more realistic opportunity to year in, year out, being in the national conversation in college sports than football. I think football has gotten to a point where BYU, until they're in the Power Five conferences, and if that, that probably not, might not ever happen, they're just kind of, you know, on in their own little unique silo, and then they're just kind of doing their own thing. But really, 
once maybe every seven years football can do something. Whereas basketball, I think with Dave Rose and the facilities and the commitment they have to hoops, I think basketball could be, you know, a, a, a perennial NCAA tournament team and, and be someone that could do something. I think they have to make this decision based off of men's basketball because I think football is in a good spot. I think they're going to likely re-up with ESPN. I think BYU football will be okay, but make this decision driven based on men's basketball. And I, I think you, you got to think in that regard because I think a move back to the Mountain West Conference with Gonzaga would help BYU men's basketball. I don't think there's any way around it at this point. Yeah, real quick, looking at what Dave Rose has done, and you know I've been uh, plenty around BYU as well as you, Mitch, almost the same amount of time. Yeah. Their basketball team's fine. People say it's not fine. It's Dave Rose has won 20 games every year since 05. 20, like who does that? Unless like Stu Morrill, Utah State, you know what I mean? Mark Few, um, Bill Self, those type of guys are winning those type of games every year. And they've actually spent more time with Dave Rose in the West Coast in the Mountain West now, or at least they're tied, I believe, this year. They've only made the NCAA tournament, as you know, three times. And one of those West Coast was the first four. Before that, they I know Jimmer Fredette's an anomaly. It's a little bit different, obviously. But they would have made the tournament probably if he was there or not that year. One, two, three, four, five. Five of the six years, NCAA tournament in the Mountain West. So there's something to be said. They've had more success previously than before. Even take out when Jimmer Fredette was amazing. That's still, if he wasn't there, three tournament teams compared to three now, and none of those were the uh, expanded tournament also. So, again, also the Mountain West then was a little bit better than it is now because, obviously, Utah in the league, but UNLV's been great. New Mexico's always been good. San Diego State. When the, when this league is humming, it, like BYU's part of the team, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're part of the year five teams made the tournament from the, like a nine-team Mountain West, right? Was BYU part of that, I think? Yeah. That's okay. right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And so that's amazing for like an eight or nine team league, whatever it was that year. And so if New Mexico Paul Ware this year, they've overexceeded expectations, finishing third this first year. Uh, UNLV has Brandon McCoy. There's a freshman Marvin Menzies, new coach doing. Oh, they're doing better, but not great. Some people predict them quite high. San Diego State will see a Brian Dutcher. Um, they have great coaches in the league, like Lane Rice doing good things. If they come back and it's a 13 team league, you have Gonzaga. It's guaranteed two bids no matter what. BYU's always in the mix there. If these other teams get up to where they used to be, like if you have a, let's just say it's BYU Gonzaga, 13 team league, there could be like literally eight teams vying for a tournament team, tournament spot every year. And that's more than either league could say on their best year, West Coast or Mountain West, the past decade. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right on that. And I think also, too, what what's interesting about this potential move is that there's opportunity in the West for a dominant conference. I mean, the Pac 12 in basketball. What they're gonna, they're looking at two bids, maybe three, you know, next weekend. I mean, there is an opportunity for a legitimate basketball dominating conference out west, you know. I, and I think the Mountain West has the ability with these potential realignment moves to become the premier destination out west in college basketball as a conference. I, I just think that you know, in that 2011 season where the Mountain West was probably at its peak, being the number one. RPI conference that year, Jimmer's senior year, Kawhi Leonard, New Mexico was rolling. You know, it, it, it does show highlight the potential in this league. And I, and I think also, too, for BYU's sake, I think what's been lacking, too, is that I, I think that it, a lot of people make a, a big to-do about the high school gyms or whatever, <laughs> and a high school-sized gyms in the West Coast Conference. But I think it goes beyond that. I think it's just so strange how BYU – goes through their conference play where there's no emotion 
outside of the Gonzaga and St. Mary's game. And I think with New, with like the New Mexico's, the Wyoming's, the Colorado State's, there's some history, there's some juice. There's going to be some 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 fan bases. Like there's actual fans that travel to see these teams and they go to Las Vegas for the Mountain West tournament. There's actual interest in these programs. There's a commitment to these athletic departments that you just don't see in the West Coast Conference. There are these small private institution faith-based organizations. And it's just it's just not feeling like a fit. I mean, Gonzaga is big time. No one's going to question that. I think the Mount West will hit a home run if they can, in fact, land Gonzaga. And if I'm Craig Thompson, I would do anything in my ability to land him. But I just think that BYU has suffered a bit as far as a fan base goes because there's only two games or four games maybe that you get excited for and everything else is just, Meh, you know, it's just not that exciting. And if you're not, you know, 28-3, 29-2, BYU, I mean, the numbers say they're doing a decent job this year, but they're playing for nothing. They're playing for, you know, basically what a team does that is in a low mid-major conference, and that's just relying on your conference tournament to get in the big dance. That's what BYU basketball has become, whereas in this league, this hypothetical Mount West with Gonzaga and BYU – you could be 28 and or 22 and eight like they are right now and probably be in the at-large conversation like they were in the old Mount West with, with Dave Rose in his early part of his tenure. I think that's the difference is that you're going to play for more. You're, you're a better chance of being on the national landscape. And I just think there's better weekend day in day out matchups than what is currently offered in the West coast conference. So, so BYU left, I believe the Mountain West in 2011 um, I guess my question would be, do you think something has changed since then? Obviously, you mentioned that the BYU program might be in a bit of a lull, and, and a lull with 20 to 25 wins is not bad at all. But uh, do you think that what occurred in 2011 would have any impact on what could happen, uh, at least realignment-wise, in the future? I, I'm just thinking that Without Gonzaga joining the Mountain West, I just don't know if BYU has enough of an incentive to join on their own, if, if that's even a possibility at all. Yeah, I don't think I, – I think you hit it well right there. But I think if, if Gonzaga stays in the West Coast Conference, it's a non-starter for BYU. Because I think BYU administrators, BYU's you know presidents and, and whatnot, they really like the West Coast Conference dynamic in, in terms of being aligned with a bunch of faith-based institutions, they really like that dynamic. Now, that doesn't do anything for fans, but they like that aspect to it as far as the powers that be at BYU. But if, if Gonzaga's gone, BYU is going to be looking for their next out. And, and I think the West Coast Conference would accommodate that because they know that BYU has done more for the West Coast Conference than, honestly, the West Coast Conference has done for BYU. Now, I, I do think that BYU, though, doesn't, move the needle like maybe they once did like in 2011 like you mentioned i think byu was kind of a a hot program athletic department at that time i mean football had a string of unprecedented success a bunch of 10 win seasons you know basketball was going to the 316 going to the ncaa tournament they're nowhere near that level anymore and you know the argument could be made to just go back to all sports in the mount west conference but byu still does want to keep independence in football alive and active because they feel that you know that 2023 2025 where whatever it ends up being when we see that next seismic shift in terms of football realignment 
BYU wants to have an opportunity to position themselves to possibly get into one of those leagues. And also, too, I think from a scheduling standpoint, they would have a lot of buyout fees if they moved all their sports, football included, into the Mountain West Conference or the AAC. Um, and that's a lot of money to pay. They have an out clause on those contracts if they're in the Power Five conference in the future. But if they go back to a group of five, there's no uh, avoiding those fees to all those teams. So BYU's on the hook financially for a lot of games where they really can't afford to go back to the group of five in terms of Mount West or AAC and football. So they're going to maintain independence. But for basketball, it really does rest on Gonzaga, and BYU will will have to try and be proactive in this setting and see what they can do. All right, so I found the year. I, I got the year mixed up. 2011, they had four teams. Just 2013, or 2012, 2013, they had five teams. That was uh, Boise State, Aztecs, UNLV, CSU, New Mexico. So that year, like you mentioned, all the record, what they could be in. Boise was not large team at 21 and 11. Nine and seven in league yeah. play. And so, like, if you're sitting barely, that's barely over 20 wins. They get in. And if you bring in Gonzaga, BYU, it's just six at there. Like, like you said, you could be... 10 and 6, 8 and 8, maybe make it in. If you bring in maybe, like, I saw your piece over at cougarsportswire.com, kind of what we're doing here at Mountain West Wire, so shout out over there to you, Mitch. <laughs> but you have the uh, Great Western Basketball League, or basically the what is it, Big East of the West Coast or something. Bring in, I know everybody, you're not far out of line of people saying just to kick the Spartans to the curb. I'm not opposed to oh, it, yeah. but not for it. Not, well, like there, there's some reasons they're not very good at basketball this year. Their coach left in the summer, best player left, but they would have been middle of the pack this year. But like your example, just so we can go over that, this would be probably better than the Pac-12 because there's there's times Mountain West recently has been better than the Pac-12 overall. But you're talking yeah. about like adding and these are the other teams maybe they're talking to Gonzaga, BYU, Grand Canyon, New Mexico State. That would give the league um let's see ten fourteen teams. That'd be pretty strong because Grand Canyon they're as invested if not more than Gonzaga in basketball. Like I said, Thunder Dan, uh, Jerry Colangelo wants to play BYU and get out of the WAC or the West Coast or something. He's talking gibberish because he's like some huge donor there. Um, Obviously, New Mexico State's doing good, even with their new coach after Marvin Menzies left UNLV. That would be like, I don't want to say better than Pac-12, but when the Mountain West is humming, like you you and me have seen and Eli's seen the past couple years at times, or I guess three years prior to that, but that league would be like, why would you say no to that league? Because, like you mentioned, a two-parter here, I guess, but I'll go to my main question now as I thought of it. We know the next football thing is, like, 2025. Something could happen. We'll see, like, when all the contracts end. We know what BYU has. Like, you mentioned the buyouts, only if it's a Power 5 league. Would BYU be thinking so far ahead that, because if they aligned themselves to the mountains for basketball, whether it's just them and Gonzaga or what you put together, a nice 14-team league, how like what could would they be thinking that far ahead to say no? We'll stay in the West Coast Conference not to hinder our football program on the off chance we go to the Big Twelve or whatever new power conference comes along because if they're in the Mountain West for basketball, that might be an issue just to, for their bigger football picture. Yeah, I mean i I think they can't afford to lose any time as far as perception goes because you know we know as well as anyone that perception is key in college sports covering you know programs like BYU covering the Mountain West Conference perception is something that these programs day in day out have to overcome and if BYU was lumped in a West Coast Conference without Gonzaga perception wise it just it just doesn't look good and you know the argument then could be made that oh BYU could have an opportunity to dominate the West Coast Conference but yeah what at what 
point is that? I mean, like, because you'd be looking at a situation where BYU wins WCC and what, they get a 14 seed? That's, I think, what would be the feeling, whereas, like, what you were mentioning with Boise State in this example, getting in to the NCAA tournament, I believe, as the first four team that year, you know, BYU yearly, I think we can see that on a year-in, year-out basis with Dave Rose, they're going to get to about 20, 21 wins, and that's going to put you in the NCAA tournament conversation because ultimately that's what BYU needs to get. BYU basketball doesn't have the long-standing history of conference championship dominance. I mean, anyone that's listened to this podcast knows from their days with BYU in the Mount West and the old WAC, BYU didn't dominate every year. They were in the mix, obviously. They were one of the contenders, but they, they weren't like football in the sense where they went a whole decade or two just winning year after year. That wasn't the case, but they were always in the mix and they got into the NCAA tournament. That's what BYU needs to get back to, and that's what they've lost out being in the West Coast Conference because you lose two games in conference, well, you know you're not going to win a conference tournament or you're not going to win a conference championship. And then for sure, because you lost to probably some two, sub-200 loss or sub-200 team, you're going to be out of the NCAA tournament bubble picture as well. I mean, I did this. I crunched the numbers as far as BYU schedule goes in conference play. In the first six years in Dave Rose's tenure, he played um, 23 teams. This was non-conference and conference in the Mountain West. 23 teams that were sub-200 uh, in the Ken Palm rankings. Since joining the WCC, BYU under Dave Rose has faced 48 sub-200 teams. So instantly, the strength of schedule would go up being in a Gonzaga-led Mountain West Conference and being away from the WCC. You lose Gonzaga, the strength of the schedule continues to go down and plummet because BYU can't get Power 5 teams in the non-conference. They would literally become just a win three games in March team every single year before the season even starts. And you just can't do that as far as the perception goes. And you got to make a move and then see how the chips fall, like you said, in 2025 when football expansion potentially rolls around once again. And that has to be the incentive for a team like BYU or, or just about any other team not named maybe Gonzaga or San Diego State out of the WCC or the Mountain West. Your season essentially hinges on maybe four or five games. You have a couple opportunities in non-conference play. Um, as long as you're not named St. Mary's. And then you also have a, a couple chances in the conference tournament to win games, potentially punch an auto bid or maybe beat a team like Gonzaga in conference play. So if something were to happen and Gonzaga were to join maybe New Mexico State or Grand Canyon, as you mentioned, to form some sort of super West Coast, Mountain West league, then you are probably able to afford to maybe lose another game or two and still pick up quality wins, have a decent non-conference strength of schedule, and then that in itself translates to NCAA tournament bids, which is which has to be the main incentive for just about all these programs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there would be a, a bigger money stream, too. I mean, I, I think that this would be a very attractive league in terms of TV networks and TV dollars. I, I think, you know, basketball ratings and college basketball are, are, are dipping. I mean, outside of the NCAA tournament, you know, people aren't as interested in college basketball. And I, I don't know the specifics out West, but I got to think that the opportunity for ratings out West would be very appealing for this potential league, especially with the Pac-12 having most of their games on the Pac-12 network. What's and that? That's I'm not familiar, Mitch. What's the Pac-12 network? The issue. 
<laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that's well documented the issues they have with their their coverage. So I think it would be very appealing from a financial standpoint too. And that's ultimately what I mean. Let's face it, that's what's ultimately going to come down to. And I think that financially there'd, get, there'd, be, there'd be more money potentially. And I think there would be a, a great competitive investment sense where each team, you know, every single day you're playing against good teams. You got to compete. You got to invest. You got to, you know, hire good coaches. I think it'd be potential. It, it pose an opportunity where head coach would view these programs as destination jobs. The Western U- U.S. Just doesn't have that premier basketball league. I mean, how long has it been since there's been an NCAA tournament champion out West? What was it? 97 with Arizona. Has there been anyone hmm. since? I mean, I can't, can't think of anyone. And I mean, UCLA's had a few final fours and Utah went in 98, but mm-hmm. really there, there's not many teams that are moving the needle. Nationally, Gonzaga is one of them. And they're the other team the to make West, the final with a bunch of competitive ago. teams that have had NCAA tournament success. This would be a really good basketball league, I think, year in, year out. All right, so let me see this, Mitch, because money's always a topic. We know basketball doesn't bring it. I, I think West Coast basketball just needs another rival with the Pac-12 as well. All right, so let's get to money here because money's everything, right, guys? It's always all about the cash. Like oh, yeah. So let me ask you this because in the Mountain West, um, Boise has a, a pretty good deal for football. They have games only on ESPN for home, I think five or six, and they get a bit more bump in pay compared to the rest of the league. That Mark Ziegler piece in the Union Tribune out in San Diego alluded to a uh, extra money for the Zags to join the league. Some sort of weather, because we talked with Will before, Will Maupin, that maybe they get extra ESPN games or their schedule is a little bit better. They don't have to play San Jose State twice or Air Force twice. Do you think BYU would be would want something like exactly like you said before? I don't think they have any lever- too much leverage here because basketball has been good but not great, not like football. Would there be any objection? Because I know how BYU fans, we both know, when they see CBS Sports Network, they don't have to throw a fit and kick somebody in the face. Would there yeah. be like, how would that work out? Like, Would BYU expect to get a better deal than they already, than what the rest of the league has? Would they want more ESPN games? Because they're already on ESPN a lot with football and the West Coast deal. Like, would they be expecting more? Like, How would the fans take it? Or you, let's start with you. If they come to the league, they'd just be rolled into the TV deal, whatever extra money comes from them, just being in the league. Not because they came to the league, it's just there's either more games or better competition, not because, say, Redding BYU because is a great team, they're just coming in because there are more games to be provided. In that case, money goes up X amount percent because of the number of games. Yeah, it's an interesting question because I think that, you know, BYU is going to want to have BYU TV involved, I would think. Now, I think BYU would you know, relinquish BYU TV if it was, say, maybe the Big 12 or the Pac-12, hypothetically speaking. But mm-hmm. I, it's, it's an interesting dynamic with the Mount West because obviously longstanding history, and, and even Tom Homo has said that things have kind of thawed out a little bit between, you know, BYU and, 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 the, and the Mount West institutions. And there was some animosity there for quite some time. You know, Tom Homo works with Craig Thompson, on the select on the selection committee, they sit right next to each other in their assigned seating. So obviously, they have some conversations and, and there's some knowledge of where each other stands on, on maybe stuff like you know realignment. Here, uh, they're actually going to be having a dinner on Tuesday night, oddly enough, in New York City together. So that should be quite interesting after this recent report about the Zags. But I, I think that uh, you know BYU would probably want to have BYU TV involved, and I got to think too, guys that it could be very beneficial for 
you know, maybe the Mountain West Conference as well. I look at the Mountain West, you know, tournament schedule coming up uh, starting on Wednesday, and those games are what, on Facebook? I mean, BYU TV could be a great outlet for those games and serve a great purpose um, in the West Coast Conference, and I think BYU TV could be a great outlet for games like that. I mean, if you could have, you know, games that are currently on Facebook uh, in the league and BYU could air them, I think that would be, um, so some great value. And I think BYU would ultimately want their home games um, that aren't picked up by a ESPN or a CBS Sports Network. They would want those to be on BYU TV. And if that's accommodated, then, yeah, I think BYU's all in. Um, if that's not accommodated, that's when, you know, BYU is going to ultimately want to, you know, decide what's important to them, you know, is competitive schedules and being in a, in a competitive conference worth more to them than, you know, the coverage that they get from BYU TV and being stuck in a conference without a national power. Um, it's an interesting question. Um, and it's definitely something that is uh, going to be very interesting if, in fact, BYU is involved. Because I think, you know, one thing is, guys, I mean, what if we're talking about a situation where BYU really isn't even involved at all? What if it's just Gonzaga and that's just, you know, Craig Thompson just putting BYU out there or, or it was a follow-up question from the San Diego Union Tribune reporter, what if he just, you know, asked about BYU and that got brought up, but ultimately, you know, what if Gonzaga is just going to make this move on their own? And rightfully so. I mean, if you're the Mount West Conference and you can get Gonzaga on their own, by all means, I mean, that's a home run and then some. I mean, Gonzaga is a powerhouse. And so, I mean, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves to even think BYU is in the mix here because, like you said, I don't think they have much leverage. I don't think they have – much of a situation or le- leverage to really stand on and how how if you're a if you're a BYU hater out there listening to this podcast I mean Big Thompson could give the ultimate you know maybe double birds to BYU <laughs> well and take away the zags from you know the West Coast Conference and taking them out west and really leave BYU athletics just wondering where are they at in the world and really questioning everything that they've done to that point it's it's a fascinating dynamic i do know though that byu and gonzaga work very closely i mean dave rose and mark few are great friends he even came on dave rose that is on espn 960 and said that mark few and him have, have talked about the mountain west conversations and he was stunned that those conversations got out but uh they, they talk quite often dave rose and mark few that is so I think there's a, a respect between the two institutions. And you kind of saw that, too, when BYU went up to the kennel and they were very respectful about the whole missionary attire thing. So I, I think there's mutual respect, but ultimately the Zags are going to do what's going to benefit them, and they're going to be the ones that are going to get the sweetheart deal and get the more money over BYU. I think that's just kind of the facts at this point. And with that, really quick, I'll let you hop in here, Eli, but Craig Thompson could be – that would be the dumbest thing ever to do because, okay, you can invite – if you want Jessica Gonzaga, that's fine. But don't not invite BYU because you don't want to. Because Look what happened to Wichita, though. Yeah. Well, I know. That's my point. Yeah. They blew Wichita State. They blew it. Wichita State quartered them out. So we want to come in. We want to come in. We might even bring back football. Because that's the thing we haven't talked about at all. Technically, you're supposed to have football to be a full member. Football, men's and women's basketball, yeah. and women's volleyball to be a member. Hawaii has a deal just because it's football. That's, we know that's the reason why they bring some money. And Hawaii pays stipends, and Hawaii gets their own TV deal. They don't get a share of the Mount West money at all, unless bull stuff. So, 
there's stuff to be had. Like, to get Gonzaga would be 12 teams. That'd be fine. But if BYU is an option, bring them in because who knows what will happen. Realignment's the craziest thing. Say BYU, I know this last year wasn't great in football. Was it 4-9? Not very not very good. If that continues, their ESPN deal they have is going to dry up a little bit here and there. But my opinion has always been, and Mitch will probably agree with me, as long as they make more money than the Mountain West and get scheduled good teams, they're not going to come back no matter what. Even join the American yeah. Conference. They're going to stay. But if that money dries up and it's less than – getting them out in the West, or even if, say, it's a similar, but they're not able to get Florida State at home, Wisconsin, LSU, playing all these teams they've been playing the past couple of years, going getting, going down to New Vegas Stadium to play Arizona in a couple of years. If they're not getting those games, then you don't want to burn that bridge to never get them back in the league if it ever comes to it, which it right now doesn't seem likely because you're getting good money. But you don't want to just say no just out of spite because you, know, you screw out your other teams who are fine. Nevada's probably fine playing with BYU because they had no beef with them too much. Hawaii, they're fine playing. Like These teams are fine playing BYU in football. Air Force has not played them yet. New Mexico has not played them yet. Only reason Wyoming did because the bowl game, but I think they have that future series coming up. You don't want to burn that because their BYU is still a good team to play football. Even if they're 0-12, they're going to bring eyeballs to watch your game. So, if there's a chance to bring him in and they say no because we'd rather have New Mexico State and uh, Grand Canyon, that's dumb because Craig Thompson already blew at Wichita State. If you can get BYU back in oh, the league, yeah. never say never down the road. Football, maybe you'll play more games with them. Maybe they'll make an official oh, ske- yeah. scheduling agreement to play four games out of the reverse amount of West. So it's like never say never and don't be stupid out of spite. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a very valid point because I think, yeah, I mean, the – the thought of a uh, Mount West with Wichita State right now, and oh, then adding Gonzaga and BYU. <laughs> wow, goodness gracious, that's a that's an incredible league. But yeah, I mean, I think that you know one thing with BYU too is that they they ultimately they conjure up an opinion. I mean, everyone yeah. and you guys know this as well as anyone. I mean, you guys tweet about BYU potentially or have an article about BYU. Traffic it's gonna get spike. Some run, it's going to have some opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going to have haters. You're going to have lovers of BYU. It's going to conjure up an opinion. They're such a polarizing brand. They conjure up something out of everyone, and there's some appeal uh, about them to that. And I think that's what is so unique in regards to institutions outside the Power Five. BYU has this you know, strange appeal that their, their haters will just vehemently hate them to the bitter end and watch and, and make sure they lose, and, and their, their supporters will be – undying allegiance till the very end as well so it, it's a unique dynamic that very few in the group of five actually possess and and BYU has that and and, and there's just that deep history too I mean you, you mentioned Air Force I mean there, there was a game apparently according to Tom Olmo that you know the football te- teams Air Force and BYU were trying to work on uh, in coming seasons but that kind of fell through and that's notable because, if I'm not mistaken, back in 2010, the Air Force AD was saying, we won't play BYU for the next 100 years. I mean, so <sighs> things start to cool off after time. I think there's an appreciation for what BYU meant. I think what BYU sees with the Mount West, that they appreciate what they did for BYU and vice versa. And I think, you know, down the road, there could be something where BYU might have to go to that route. And, and I again, if, if Gonzaga ends up in the Mount West, BYU – um, has to follow suit, hopefully, if they're invited. And I think the Mount West would be would benefit greatly to add BYU, in my opinion. A, a question that I asked Will Moppin when he was on, and this is a question I always ask myself uh, when, whenever expansion or realignment rumors come up, is how the current state of a program compares to the overall state of a program. 
And um, I was just sifting through sports reference here on BYU's men's basketball program. There's the three best teams that BYU has had since 1970 in terms of SRS, which is a, a metric that combines margin of victory and strength of schedule and things like that. Each of those three teams belong to Dave Rose, and all, all three of them have occurred in, since 2009. So obviously what Rose has done with BYU since 2005 has been tremendous, and, and prior to that, maybe not nearly as much. Uh, though, they, though they did have solid runs in the late 80s and, and early 90s. My question to you is, if Dave Rose were to leave, and I know I asked this with Will, with Mark Few um, earlier on the podcast, do you think that BYU would still be able to be a stable contender wherever they're at? Do you think that their program would see a dip? How do you think uh, Dave Rose, if he were to leave, how do you think that would impact the Cougars from a basketball standpoint? Yeah, it's it's a good question. I mean, because I, I think that the the football side of BYU has caused some to believe that, you know, Dave Rose was to go, BYU instantly takes a drop, kind of like what we've seen in football uh, for BYU. I think BYU, uh, the way they recruit, they, they still have an appeal to uh, top-end Utah recruits. I mean, in, in, the, in the state still, despite being the West Coast Conference, BYU has kind of dominated getting the, the top recruits. There's been some exceptions. I mean, they've lost out on some kids, but BYU more times than not is in the mix for the top recruits in the state. So that's a nice foundation. I think, you know, BYU can carry that that on, especially because most of these kids, of course, being uh, members of the LDS church. So I think that definitely helps BYU. You know, it's, it's tough to say because I think Dave Rose is the greatest head coach in BYU basketball history, but at the same time, They've had a lot of great talent come through, and a lot of missed opportunities at the same time. Like they've had a lot of wins, they've had a lot of success, but they haven't won a conference tournament title. They've, you know, they've only got had one weekend getting the second weekend, and and they've had some really good players, some of the all-time greats in program history, and just haven't got over the hump. Whether it's Gonzaga or San Diego State, whoever it may be, they just they don't quite get to the finish line um, with Dave Rose. And, and I think there's, you know, there's potential opportunities for BYU as far as head coaches to keep an eye on down the road. Mark Pope at UVU, Mark yeah. Madsen with the LA Lakers. <laughs> you, have the, you have the number one Mark Pope fan here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mark Pope is a very good coach. And I think Mark Madsen, too, would be someone. He, mm-hmm. he, he works out at BYU in the summertime. I think he would be someone that would be a candidate. Barrett Perry at Portland State. And then um, – uh, maybe Alex Jens would be a pipe dream. He's a Utah Jazz assistant, but uh, you know I think there's 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 viable candidates uh, more so than what you see in football because I think there's a lot more LDS people who are involved in the basketball world than they are in football. So I think they could maintain a level of you know 18 to 20 wins with whoever they get up get as a head coach. Maybe you have you know a rare exception where you have 15 wins with that new head coach, but. More times than not, I think BYU is a program that's built to get 18 to 20 wins. I just think, or even up to 25. I just think with the way their non-conference scheduling is, and and they have a lot of success at home. I think BYU is a program that's built to have success with whoever they have as the head coach. All right, let me bring it back to one thing real quick. You mentioned the TV thing because that's important. Obviously, the mountain like we don't need to rehash versus or the Mountain Network and how the distribution on that was a debacle. Sure. And everything, but it's the BYU TV thing you mentioned is interesting because BYU TV, 
I correct, I think I'm correct as Mitch. When there's games like on Root Sports Northwest or like those Comcast NBC affiliates in Northern California, sometimes it's the BYU TV feed that airs on those. Is that right? Or is that's it, correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to double check before I get to this question here. So right now there's games already on AT&T Sports Network, which is basically the same thing as Root Sports is rebranded. I don't know if that would be the case, but at BYU TV, they don't make money because they're a nonprofit because it's like, well, they make money in BYU TV. Well, they make enough to cover costs and all that. They're not a money-making division out there. But this wouldn't affect – like I know it's all football, basketball, but baseball, pretty good BYU baseball team. They're on BYU TV. Volleyball, men's and women's, like their men's volleyball team is amazing. That wouldn't be included here. But all these other sports, like women's volleyball – there are all these games are on like the Mountain Network or Stadium, well, Live, whatever. Maybe Facebook. Um, I don't see the the issue for when it's a BYU game. Like right now, is it still the case? I should know these before I research, Mitch, or I should know this anyways. But didn't the BYU TV carry the first couple rounds of the West Coast Conference Hoops tournament as well this past weekend? They did, yes. Okay, so they, they carry st- so they carry stuff like that. So like you said, this Wednesday games put them on BYU TV because you can stream it anywhere, no restrictions. It's all in HD unless you have DirecTV. You have to watch online to get a good quality picture from them. <laughs> but why not <laughs> allow them to say, because I know BYU TV doesn't want to, they don't want to give it up because it's free. Anybody can get it. It doesn't matter. Same as Facebook, but it's a different broadcast. It's uh, no commercials. If you've seen something on Stadium or Facebook, they're live the full four-hour football or two-and-a-half-hour basketball yeah. game. So if you have BYU TV, say it's a um, any baseball game that's at BYU. But do what they do now. Any home game for BYU or even, heck, some road games maybe. But women's volleyball. Colorado State has a really good women's volleyball team. If they're playing BYU at Provo, put keep it on BYU TV. Keep the like non-revenue sports. What's the harm of letting BYU TV air games that are at home. If it's going to be on the Facebook thing, because a lot of these times it's broadcasters who are local to the team that air these games. It's like school productions or like the equipment, but it's broadcasters from the those teams anyways, those areas. So what's the harm of, oh, instead of being on Facebook this week, go on BYU TV because the, the, the league doesn't get any money from Facebook or watch or stadium. It's basically here. We're putting your games on as a favor. So unless yeah. they're making whatever yeah. ad you get on the streaming service from in between break, there's no money to be made. So it's not like BYU is going to be coming in and stealing money from these teams for broadcasting games or broadcast women's volleyball games in Provo, anything baseball. Like think of that baseball. We have our baseball guy do article. Gonzaga is really good baseball team. Bring them in, bring in, you know what I mean? Like BYU, that strengthen the baseball stuff as well. But let BYU air the first round of the tournament games, any BYU home game that's like, not picked up by the two networks. There may not be many, but let them air whatever they want that's not contractually picked up. I see no harm in that, and that would that would sweeten the deal for BYU, BYU because exposure is still there. The money may not be there because I don't think they could demand more money, but I think that would be the smartest thing to do. Go that route. Any game that's not picked up, do it. Because I'm pretty sure the Mountain West would like more games on outlets that are easy, easier to find because they're not making money on their Mountain West network. Oh, yeah, and I, I think if that was the case, if that was offered to BYU, I think, guys, I think BYU would do it. And I say that because Tom Homo said an interesting comment back in January uh, in regards to money uh, w- with the athletic department. He didn't disclose the specifics, but he said that money is not something they're concerned about at all right now. And I thought that was interesting because uh, it's still about at least what he's trying to sell to the fans and into the media that day in January is that it's about exposure. It's about the opportunities to play the best, to play the best of the, the country and put yourself in the national conversation. 
And with this potential Mount West Conference, with Gonzaga and all the teams that they have history with, and having the opportunity to air games on BYU TV in the Mount West that aren't picked up by some of the other networks, I think BYU would be hard-pressed to turn that down. I think they would be silly to not turn that down because that was something they banged you know, their fist on the table for when they were in the Mount West Conference, when they were dealing with Comcast, Ugh. when they were dealing with the Mountain. They wanted that badly. I mean, you can go back to that 2007 San Diego State football game. Some would tell you that was the, the genesis moment of when football independence really started, when BYU still had a chance at a BCS at large and the Mountain was the only distributor of that game, BYU-TV wanted to pick it up, and Craig Thompson and, and TV executives with Comcast didn't allow that to happen, and that's when things really kind of went sour between BYU and the Mountain West Conference. If BYU could get in this league with the Zags and have the opportunity to use BYU-TV still, I think they would have to accept that. And I think it would be silly for them to not do that if football is not involved. Yeah, just to know real quick, I'm on the Mountainous website. On the Mountainous Network, they're airing tennis. So it's like, why? Yep. Can, you know what I mean? It's like there's they want to broadcast a million things. I'm going through BYU softball schedule. I believe every home game's either on BYU TV. There's a couple on the WTV. So maybe the occasional game would be picked up by, I don't know what their deal is, but you know what I mean? Like maybe one or two. Like the softball, I think there's two games all year that are on the WTV instead of BYU TV. So if it's one, one or two per sport per year, like there's minor sports, that's probably fine, but overall, the majority, like, this helps. Not just BYU, it helps everybody. It's like volleyball. They do gymnastics. It's like air broadcast at all. What's the harm? If it's not going to be aired, why let it sit well, there in the dark? Absolutely, and the thing is, too, guys, I think BYU could be very beneficial uh, for the Mount West Conference with their ability to provide straight-to-consumer content. I mean, BYU... I mean, their athletics, you can question how proactive they've truly been in this whole realignment era. It's looked on the surface to be reactive, and this whole situation with the Zags looks like it could potentially be a reactive situation. But I think with with TV distribution, BYU has been very proactive and displayed that they can give you a straight-to-consumer model years and years ago. And I think that's going to be the growing trend in college sports that conferences are going to try and figure out whereas BYU has a built-in infrastructure on how to do it, and I think that can really help the Mount West Conference with their you know, tennis and all those other sports that you mentioned. BYU can be a real asset for the Mountain West, and that can be maybe the area where BYU does have some leverage to help the Mountain West, but on the court, on the field, wherever it may be, there's not much leverage. But I think mm-hmm. digitally speaking, BYU does bring a lot to the table that can really benefit the Mountain West Conference. Outside of games against, I would assume just Gonzaga, maybe St. Mary's, is BYU receiving that many national TV appearances? We mentioned with Will earlier that I believe only two or three games has been televised by either ESPN or ESPN2 in the Mountain West this year. So I'm I'm curious how maybe BYU TV has impacted BYU's national TV exposure to some standpoint. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the few basketball programs that you can say technically that they have a national TV game pretty much every game, at least when they're at home. Because uh, BYU TV, what, 69, 70 million you know, homes have BYU TV. Hard to find. you got to hit like 94-0-3 yeah. if you're on dish. <laughs> but, you know, but if you want to watch BYU, you can find it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you make an interesting point there because now I'm thinking off the top of my head, 
I mean, outside of the 9 p.m. Mountain Time ESPNU games, there's not much as far as ESPN broadcasts are concerned. They had one ESPNU game against Utah in the non-conference, like a 7 p.m. tip. But Mm -hmm. really, if it's not the Zags or if it's not St. Mary's, and even those games, more times than not, are like an 8.30 or 9 p.m. tip. And that's a whole other conversation to begin with that you guys probably are well-versed on as well. Um, You know, really, there's not many nationally televised games. It's primarily... TV, Root Sports, or, you know, NBC Sportsnet Bay Area. That's pretty much what BYU lives on as far as coverage is concerned in the West Coast Conference. So, I mean, really, to me, that's why I think it's BYU. If they weren't offered the ability to have games on BYU TV at home uh, as a Mount West Conference member, I think they'd be foolish not to take that opportunity. Yeah, there were three games, not not the Utah game, and no non Gonzaga St. Mary's there on ESPNU or higher. So yeah. only a few. And so and also actually we're at there's not many nine PM starts anyways. Like you got New Mexico most in the time zone, obviously. Like there's not these nine PM tips off very often here in the mountain time zone, unless it's a like Nevada, San Diego State or kind of a decent True. game. Like they're usually the latest tip is eight PM mountain time. There's hardly any nine PM even if you play in the Pacific Coast. Like in that time zone, you're playing at San Diego State, at Reno, it gets Nevada, UNLV. It's still 7 p.m. local time for them, so it's 8 o'clock, so it's a better start time, which I know people complain about it's an hour, but you're right. That's a good point I never brought up. On the West Coast, it's Pac-12 or nothing, like Pac-12 or Gonzaga. And like I said, many Pac-12 network games, um, it's sprinkling in here, so Mountain West games. Maybe they'd go to a later tip or something every now and then, like an 8 p.m. Mountain tip-off, but... Big West isn't on TV very often. Wax rarely on ESPNU, if any, for unless it's like Grand Canyon or Mexico State or UVU this year. I think they've had, I don't know how many, but like usually it's a top team like once or twice a year at most. So there's a good exposure wise to either add another time slot or like, I mean, that's a good point I brought up. Like there's all the, there's all the space, network space to air games, man. Just do it. Like it would help everybody. Like we know the money wouldn't be much more, but I don't even know what the Mountain West TV deal gets for basketball. I just know football. It's like 1.2 for everybody. Boise gets like 1.8, I think, because the extra home side deal with ESPN. I don't know what the basketball split is, but you think it's going to be more than what BYU is getting in, in the West Coast, right? I would assume so. I mean, I mean, in football right now, we kind of project it being, you know, anywhere from as far as per home game, 800,000 to 1.2 million per home game in with ESPN and and that's you know again just kind of ballpark we don't know the specific numbers but yeah I can't imagine it's higher than that for basketball or even on par with that yearly so I I have to wonder you know there's not much loss I think there's a lot more to gain as far as actual competitive games because what I'm seeing too guys from the BYU fan base is that you're seeing a lot of individuals just kind of growing apathetic. I think there's BYU's always going to have passionate fans, but I think there's a, a segment of the BYU fan base that's just kind of grown stale with, with BYU basketball and BYU sports in general, to be honest, where I think they're just kind of like we play a bunch of teams that we, we have no history with. We don't know who they are. They're just, they have, they give us no, nothing to gain from playing these games. It's, it's really a lose, lose situation win and you're expected to and lose it's an embarrassing loss it's kind of a a strange dynamic and i think byu making this potential move if it was to happen and and break their way i think it would kind of ignite some excitement again in the fan base and 
And how crazy is that thought? BYU <laughs> fans excited about coming to the Mountain West Conference. But I think it's gotten to that point, guys. I think it's really gone to a head where the West Coast Conference, this is almost as good as it gets for BYU. And this maybe you break into the top two, maybe you can be the team that goes to Dayton. Because, uh, I mean, that's the thing, too, is that the three years they've been in the NCAA tournament as a West Coast Conference member, two of those have been in Dayton. And they've only got to the round of 64 twice, and they haven't advanced farther than that. So it hasn't been great for BYU in regards to the NCAA tournament's concern being in the West Coast Conference. I think it's left fans just feeling like this is all it is in this landscape being in the West Coast Conference. And I think, again, it would ignite some some excitement again for this fan base to be against some familiar foes and be with a great powerhouse like Gonzaga in that league. Yeah, one other thing I was going to mention is I, I think – one and I'm coming from Seattle, from the Northwest, so I'm uh, familiar with the West Coast basketball as well. And obviously, it doesn't get as much recognition as, say, the East Coast or Atlantic. And that's perfectly understandable. You have much larger markets over in the Central and Eastern time zones. But I think what Western United States basketball has has needed for quite some time is just a conference that can rival with the Pac-12 and. And for the last decade or so, maybe even longer, it's basically been whoever the top teams are out of the Pac-12, which is usually UCLA or Arizona or maybe USC if they're turning the right direction. And then you also have Gonzaga. And I think if if the Mountain West were to add BYU back, Gonzaga, maybe New Mexico State, Grand Canyon, as we mentioned, I think that would create a formidable conference that could certainly compete with the Pac-12. And uh, even without some of these teams in the past, Mountain West has been neck and neck with the Pac-12, and that in itself would help with TV, with some of these late-night potential top 25 games. It would help with recruiting. And I think it would just over, it would overall it would improve college basketball from a competition standpoint. Dude, bring back the midnight yeah. Eastern Big Monday game, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I would love that. Bob Carpenter, Jimmy Dykes. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that'd be some great stuff. No, I, I think you're right, Eli. I think that. Uh, you know, I think that there's a real opportunity here for the Mountain West Conference. And, and, and you know, I think Craig Thompson's going to really define, you know, his leadership. I know that's been under fire from a lot of BYU fans. BYU fans don't trust the guy to, to save their life, and they think the guy is as crooked as they come. But, hey, he's been in this thing for a long time. I mean, what is it now, almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's been the only commissioner the Mountain West has known. He knows the league as well as anyone. He's got a real opportunity to really, at, at a minimum, make this an interesting league nationally. And I think that right there is like half the battle where, you know, there's some interest. I mean, the West Coast Conference right now, it's not interesting. You know Gonzaga and St. Mary's are going to be the top two dogs. We know that Tuesday night BYU is going to be at home and St. Mary's and Gonzaga are going to be probably playing for the automatic bid in the WCC. You know, the Mountain West just doesn't have those that, that team that looks like a national title contender and you could get the best of both worlds from a competitive standpoint and, and the national title contender year in, year out with Gonzaga. I just think it seems like a perfect match aligning BYU and the Zags with Mountain West Conference basketball. And I think it could be really beneficial for everyone involved. And I think, again, TV would have to be a little bit more interested. I think the national talking heads would be having to take more of an interest in this league that could potentially be created this summer. Yeah, and then I think we could we could finally go back to, and Jeremy and I have joked about this so many times, 
with the Missouri Valley Mountain West Challenge, which is just a complete debacle in and out. I think maybe then we could start to discuss a potential Pac-12 Mountain West uh, Conference Challenge, which would be awesome from a competition standpoint and, and from a TV standpoint. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, and I think there would be more value to the Pac-12 maybe taking that risk and, and doing that. I think I think obviously these coaches in the Pac-12 understand there's there's a lot of quality programs out west outside of their league, but from the perception standpoint, going back to that word again, it just it's more times than not not worth the risk. But if you do have a Gonzaga, you do have a San Diego State, you do even have a BYU when they're rolling. These teams are, are consistent, you know, 20, 25-win teams that they're not going to look bad on your resume if you do, in fact, end up losing to them. And to have a whole collection of a conference that more times than not, it's going to be a bunch of teams that are above 150 in the Ken Palm rankings, um, I think it could be very good. I think it could be a very interesting league. It could maybe be that seventh-best conference, or in some years, maybe the sixth-best. Who knows? But I think it could be a, a very good conference that can make – you know, Western college basketball more interesting because in the Mountain and Pacific time zones, no one cares nationally about our region of the country when it comes to college hoops. It's all about the ACC and the Big East and Big Ten. We just get kind of forgotten out here. And, and I think this merger potentially could be something pretty, pretty special if you got the Zags and BYU into the league. Yeah, no, that's true. It's uh, one last thing I want to ask you here to wrap this up. So we know there's five five other teams that have been talked to about. Do you have any guess who those other five teams are that Craig Thompson has spoken with? Because it's odd to just mention one. Yeah, man, I would say I really think Grand Canyon's got to be mm-hmm. one of them. I just think that there's a, they're trending upwards and they're they're a competitive basketball product. I think they they got to be one that, that definitely reached out to Craig Thompson because we've seen him. I mean, you, you pointed out to me as well, Jeremy, that, you know, Grand Canyon is definitely keeping a pulse of the conference realignment, and I think they want to get out of the whack. I, I think that um, you would look at, you know, maybe a, a Long Beach State possibly. I mean, maybe I mean, Dan Monson, if he's still the head coach there, I mean, he's had some success. He played some really good non-conference schedules in recent memory. Um, they seem to always have a decent basketball program more times than not, but they could be one. I mean, I mean maybe you guys would have more insight to this. Maybe like Hawaii is an all, all, uh, all, all sports member. Is that even a possibility with the, with Hawaii? I'd probably say no, because I just say no, the travel thing's too much of an issue. That's why they're yeah. big ways. That's a weird thing. Like Eli mentioned me like maybe Cal state Bakersfield. Um, who else do we mention? Um, it could be some New Mexico State. Yeah, New Mexico State, obviously. I think yeah. New Mexico State would be a good addition. Mm-hmm. I think their basketball program, and it makes a lot of sense to have them in the Lobos. I don't know how the Lobos would feel about being in the same league as them, but I, I think that just makes a lot of sense because New Mexico State basketball has been pretty mm-hmm. good for quite some time, if memory serves me right. Yeah, they've been pretty good past couple years. The only one issue is like who if they're going to join for football or not. We're not going to get into that now because that would be another two hours, but – like if it's basketball only, maybe Idaho for hoops and Sarah in the Big Sky. I don't. I just don't know who they're talking to, or even if Craig Thompson's even thinking football in its immediate term. But one last question: So, since Mark Few's been involved, Gonzaga's been publicly talked to about. BYU looks to be a not to ride the coattails, but they like to not be in the West Coast by themselves because it take forever to build up what Gonzaga has. Where what conference will BYU and Gonzaga be in next year? Hmm. That's a great question. You know what, guys? I, I really think Gonzaga is going to be in the Mount West Conference. I really do. I, I just think that 
the feeling I get and from talking to some people around BYU, I just feel like they are not happy in the West Coast Conference from the revenue side of things, having to evenly distribute all 10 members. I really believe Gonzaga, this isn't just a ploy to get a, a better deal financially in the West Coast Conference. I think there's also a sense from Gonzaga that they want to prove their worth on a grander stage, you know, kind of like that Boise State. You know, Boise State over the years, and you guys know this as well as anyone, JC, Big West, WAC, Mountain West, they just continue to climb, whereas Gonzaga, since 79, they've been a West Coast Conference member, you know, and, and I think there's often a belief of what could they do in another league, a better league, and I think they want to test that, and I think they want to prove their worth. They're not just going to do it on a whim, but if it benefits them financially, I think they're going to do it. I think Gonzaga is going to be in the Mountain West Conference. BYU, to me, it's it's such a uh, – I, I, if I was to guess, guys, I think they're in the West Coast Conference next year. Now, maybe you're looking at a situation where maybe the next year after they're in the Mountain West Conference. I, I, it's hard to say, but I, I really believe Gonzaga will be in the Mountain West Conference next year. I don't think this is just lip service. I think this is something that will have traction. We'll be monitoring this in the spring and summer months, and I think that they're ultimately going to be joining the league, and I think they're going to be a home run addition for the Mountain West Conference when, in fact, they, in my opinion, ultimately get to that league. All right, what about BYU, though? What are they doing? BYU, I'm going to say they're in the West Coast Conference. I, I think the BYU will be in. Mm. I, I think the BYU, like I said, I think maybe they could be a situation where it's another year. Okay. Um, I just don't think this is going to break. BYU's way. I really don't see it happening. I think that BYU uh, could be a, in a situation where they're in a West Coast Conference without Gonzaga. I really do believe that. And I think that BYU will be left wondering what their next route is. Now, I mean, because I think there's a sense of pride, too, from BYU. I really do believe that. I think that it's not just uh, um, a false narrative when, you know, maybe Mount West fans that from BYU. I think that there is a sense of that. I don't think BYU the admins want to ultimately go to the Mount West Conference. I just don't believe that they do. I, I think that there is somewhat of a disconnect with BYU's Board of Trustees and admins from what their fans want. And I think I could see a situation where they're in the West Coast Conference still. And I think that's where they're ultimately going to be next year. And I think Gonzaga is going to be in the Mount West Conference. Because ultimately the Zags don't need BYU. I think we should make that clear. I mean, that I think it's, it's kind of surprising that they want to be lumped. They want to be with BYU. I think there's some value for both sides of it. But really, from bat, call, talking college hoops, they don't need BYU at all. They don't need them. They just don't. And they don't need St. Mary's. So I think BYU is in the West Coast Conference next year. And I think and I think Gonzaga is in the Mount West. Interesting. I I think you're right because I'm familiar. Obviously, what they they don't want to be bullied or pushed. Like we're doing this because we need Gonzaga. Because there's the, um, well, I still think they sort. Of, I know Independence was talking about for football, but once you tell off, they wanted to try to try to stay close to get a best deal as possible. They didn't leave because Utah ultimately left. But I think that was kickstart today. We're finally going to do this. I don't think they want to be perceived that they need anybody else to be successful. Like if they're in the yep. here's the thing. If they're in the West Coast, they may without Gonzaga. What does that really do? Two more wins a year, like. A couple more wins. They're probably it's them and St. Mary's. It's still it's going to be one bid league nearly every year. They could be the yep. bigger fish in that league without Gonzaga. Them and St. Mary's. They'll be battling out for probably the one bid. I can see your point where 
say the Mountain West, Gonzaga, and then they go to like the Europe option, like a 14-team league or something, where they want to get a couple more teams in there. Like, if you're in the WAC or some smaller conference, you should be able to break your contract fairly easily, make some deal to get out to get in. Like, that's why I'm surprised it'd be next year, because we saw with the Big East, ACC, all that type of stuff to the 27-month ridiculous waiting period or something like that, the Big 12 for West Virginia to get in and all that stuff. That's the reason I can say BYU is like, well, we're going to wait because these other teams are being considered or just something where, let's just say they want Grand Canyon, but the WAC is going to, they have some $100 million penalty or something ridiculous they, yeah. can't, they can't get out of, and, and, West, and GCU or something or whoever, well, we have to wait 18 months. I can see BYU saying, like you said, waiting and then follow somebody else later where they're perceived as, well, we're going to wait to go because we don't have to to assess the landscape. We'll see how the, if the West Coast is the right fit for us, blah, blah, blah. But really, they're really going to join, but they just don't want to go because Gonzaga goes. I can see that scenario playing out as well. And that could make yeah, sense to I, kind I, of stay face and not seem to needing any other program. Well, and it also could be a, a situation with – and I and I say West Coast Conference for BYU next year too because ultimately I still think – and I don't think this is the right approach, but I still think that they are going to focus on what will suit the best interests of BYU football. Mm-hmm. And I think that they will feel that there will be some caveat to having to join the Mount West in football, and they want to maybe leave it as an open option down the road and not make it an awkward situation, kind of like UMass back in the day with the MAC. if you remember that. Yeah. They wanted all sports in, and then they ultimately went to independence and and the A-10 everywhere else, I think BYU just maybe wants to maintain options, and it would be a football-driven move. Do I agree with that? I don't think that would be the wisest decision. But again, I just think that they will maintain their current relationships with the West Coast Conference, keep the options at bay potentially with the Mount West, but I think Gonzaga is going to be in the Mount West. Oh. This, this belief with the West Coast Conference that they're just going to maintain the Zags, I don't buy that. And I also I don't know if you guys caught this on ESPN 960, we spoke with the interim commissioner, Connie Hurlbut, and they they don't have a permanent commissioner until July. Oh, so guys, trouble. I mean, we're looking at <laughs> yeah, we're looking at a situation where you know they lack the leadership in that room. Like, who's the voice of the West Coast Conference right now? Because I'll admit, I mean, when we interviewed her, um, very uh, it, it did it wasn't awe inspiring to say the least, guys. And I mean, she was saying that Gonzaga and BYU are as equal to Pepperdine and Santa Clara. And I'm thinking, come on, you can't do that. (laughs) That's ultimately why they're going to want to leave. And, and the Zags that is. So it's delicate situation, but if I'm a betting man, I would, I would guess that the Gonzags are going to do it because I think they really feel that they want to continue to prove their worth and move up the pecking ladder uh, in the college basketball world. Dang. Well, I forgot. Yeah, we. Did. I think we put on our Facebook or mentioned. I forgot his interim, but man, you can't say that. It's like equal. It's like we know they drive the bus. Come on, let them. If they leave, they're like I said. If they leave, even when, like you said early on, BYU, St. Mary's, they're basically the whack. Like they're probably barely yeah. better than the whack, but not by much. And that's to deserve. That's you got. This is basically to make or break her job. If she can keep Gonzaga or even keep BYU, well, who knows? But this will know by um, when if there's an announcement of realignment, she's going to keep her job because if they lose the team, she's probably gone. Unfortunately, oh, maybe yeah. maybe they'll be taking applications. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll apply for that job. What do you got? <laughs> With the West Coast Conference, too, guys. It's like again showing the power of Gonzaga. I mean, as of we're recording this on a Sunday, this podcast as of 
that Saturday night game, St. Mary's and Pepperdine. Can you imagine had St. Mary's lost that game? Ooh. They probably, guys, would probably be sweating it out on the bubble. They might have missed the tournament. I mean, and that just shows you where the West Coast Conference stands in college basketball and how Gonzaga is just far and away better than anything that's in that conference, even better than St. Mary's. St. Mary's is very niche-based, and they're good, and, and they've really created a, a great program out of really nothing. But still, the Zags are far away better than anything as far as basketball is concerned in that conference, and they shouldn't be held back by anyone, including BYU, including St. Mary's. All right, Mitch, I think we've done – service to everybody for all this time. We've, this might be a two-parter for everybody here. We'll see what happens because it's a lot of you and Will <laughs> and everything, so we'll maybe we'll do that. But follow Mitch, Mitch underscore Harper, for what, literally anything on BYU from Rivals, um, CougarsWire.com, which is part of what we do with USA Today, ESPN 960, co-host there time to time, runs their show. If there's a guest on there, he's probably booked it because I know how that works with those guys and what he does. So co- radio, whatever you want, recruiting, do you, Maybe a baseball tweet here and there, or something goes crazy with um, the yeah. uh, with Mike Littlewood. He's a, he's a character out there, but uh, just follow Mitch for anything BYU, and he'll be on this as well because it's a big move. If they go from West Coast, anything for basketball, big move. We'll see what happens. But again, check him out, CougarSportsWire.com. Just Mitch underscore Harper. You need uh, Mitch. What you need? Not to tell you how to do your stuff, but you probably need your own personal website. Just put every article there that links out to your five locations you write and talk yeah. about. <laughs> I've honestly thought that. I've honestly thought that I need to do that. So any webmasters out there, help me out and create a website, and uh, I'll, I'll be listening, and uh, and I'll pay you, Come pay on. you if need be. So there you go, Mitch Harper, Mitch Harper Wire. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. I like it. Excellent. Thank you, Mitch. We'll see you around, man. Thanks, Mitch. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Whew. If you're still with us, thank you very much. Right, Eli? Dang, I barely that's, made that's it. That's right. I barely that's, made it. Through. That's how expansion and realignment goes, though. You start talking about one thing and it leads to another, and then uh, you're you're talking about BYU and Gonzaga, teams that aren't even in your conference for a full two hours or so. We barely talked football. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Matt did that a little bit last week. But they, first off, thanks for Will Moppa for joining us. Again, Will, he's over at midmajormadness.com. Will's WCC blog on Twitter, Mitch underscore Harper. Who we joke does everything BYU literally does have rivals um, with us at USA Today Cougar Sports Wire um, radio show he produced and hosts occasionally in the Salt Lake Market ESPN 960. But yeah, we wanted two experts who follow their teams uh, much closer than we do. I even though I know BYU Mitch do it forever, and I joked Mitch writing with me over at SB Nation. Very true. He did during realignment talk. I'm like, dude, we need some positive spin. People are hating us or hating nobody's <laughs> listening or reading our stuff because. They think we're trash on BYU. So he he actually I've known Mitch for a long time. So great guy, good stuff. Same with Will. It's there's so much stuff there. We could literally talk for more because there's the TV stuff with BYU TV. There's how good the league will be. We'd even speculate overly too much about if it's New Mexico State, is it Grand Canyon, Idaho? Are they going to come in? There's so many options. But I am intrigued by Mitch's answer at the end. He thinks Gonzaga only because BYU doesn't want to be bullied. I thought that was a as accurate yeah, but also interesting. interesting answer. So. What do you think? What's our thought? We haven't given our official thought on this, I guess. I Well, I mean, to begin with, I mentioned that what Craig Thompson said was, I would say, a bit of a step in the right direction because he's shut down these rumors of, of realignment and expansion for so many years. And now the fact that he's actually mentioning, mentioning that he's exploring these options has to be a, a, a pretty bright sign if you're a Mountain West fan or follower. And 
what Mitch reiterated. He explained just countless reasons why I think BYU or Gonzaga would be nice fits for the Mountain West. And so I, I'm starting to come to the realization that I think that maybe it is a bit more realistic than I thought it was uh, maybe a week ago. Yeah, I'm thinking. So, what do you think is happening? Is it Gonzaga? Like, what's, let's just we don't need to rehash. You heard all of our basic thoughts. We're I have articles that are going to go up all this week because there's so much to do. I didn't even touch. Like, I have like four articles ready to go. Like, like Mitch said, they had Dave Rose on their show. I've seen stuff from the WC or the um, yeah. They also had the interim AD. I've heard Dave Rose's comments through after practice. BYU head coach. I've heard uh, Gonzaga AD what they're saying. So I have like all these articles to go up, which will be relevant even going forward. But there's so much. I would say. I like Mitch's answer of BYU waiting because they don't want to be bullied, which is true. They don't want to be perceived as needing Gonzaga, but that Ziegler article pretty much out of them as needing Gonzaga. Because honestly, I that's the reason they would say it'd be prideful. Because they'd want to stay, and they don't want to... They, again, he liked the religious aspect because obviously BYU's religious school, every other school, I believe every school in the West Coast is. I'm not sure Pepperdine, but Gonzaga, St. Mary's, like Port, they're all religious schools for the most part. So... If they stay, like, like I said, what's that? Two more wins per year, maybe. Like they lost seven conference games this year. BYU did. Like they're losing to some bad teams in the West Coast Conference, despite them still having twenty plus wins. So then staying, if if Gonzaga goes, if if Gonzaga goes, they Mountain West should not be dumb and bring in BYU because, like I said, down the road we know football brings in money. There could be a point where they're already in the conference, convenience wise, do it, or there could be a scheduling agreement where they're playing four Mountain West teams every year. And they complain about late November football schedules where maybe they can get, like this past year, they played Hawaii late in the year football. That could be a positive instead of them playing like independent teams or New Mexico State or FCS teams in November. There's a benefit for them to come over on the football side, even if they don't join. But Craig Thompson should not burn the bridge saying, no, you're not coming. But also 13 teams is awkward. My old, my, my, obviously the easiest scenario, bring a jag and be done with it, 12 teams are good. Second, they're not kicking out San Jose State, so people who want that, that's not happening. Because this year was weird. Like I mentioned, they lose their coach. They lose their best player. They were really actually pretty good last year. Could have been top four this year. Maybe if things stayed with Brandon Clark and everybody sticking around, maybe. Or at least being a disruptor at some point like they were last year when they weren't even that good. But I think two options are going to happen. They're gonna, I think I think Gonzaga's... I'm going to say it's a shoe-in Gonzaga next year. I'm going to go... A shoe-in? I'm going to go be bold and blindly trust Craig Thompson like I know I should not. Oh, man. I know how this movie ends. Uh, am I am I fired if this doesn't happen? <laughs> but but like if if Mark Few's inv- involved, I think the reason it's being done. Okay, here's like I think it's going to happen. I, I I agree with Mitch. Gonzaga's next year. That'd be simplest reason. No football entanglement. You're still at twelve and twelve. You're good to go. That's probably the easiest scenario. Next scenario would be BYU Gonzaga Grand Canyon over to Mexico State because I don't think the Lobos want them in the league because it's a mess. Despite them playing twice a year in basketball. Every year in football, probably forever. They just probably just don't want that. They want us to be seen as a bigger program. So I think that that's still very little football entanglement. 14 teams, better than 13. That'd be simple. I think the reason the story came out, Gonzaga might be having some sort of cold feet or some sort. Because what's the point of saying, calling out publicly, you got to respond in some way or another. And so here's what it does for Craig Thompson. Yeah, we want a Gonzaga. They, we're talking next year. They turned us down, which... Not that that not that looks great, but it shows Craig Thompson doing something. Because Wichita State thing was a disaster. That should never have come to what happened. So I think that's why they called out Gonzaga, because maybe the Zags are having cold feet or second thoughts, or the Mountain West wants a decision sooner than later. So I think that's happening. But I I, I think Gonzaga's going to be in the league next year. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I guess going back to your points on BYU, if Gonzaga were to leave to the Mountain West, I think there is probably a bit more attractiveness to staying in the WCC as maybe we're giving BRU credit for because if Gonzaga were to leave, that immediately opens the door in the WCC. And, and right now you have Gonzaga on a tier of their own. No one else is even close. As St. Mary's and BYU are the next tier, and then you have a bunch of Nobody's. mediocre teams that, that will shuffle year in and year out. So it, if Gonzaga were to leave, BYU's immediately the first or second team um, in competition for that automatic bid that would send BYU to the WCC tournament. So they're, although you do lose out on two potential quality victories in conference play, your chances of landing the automatic bid to send uh, your team to the NCAA tournament, I think, increases dramatically, and ultimately that's what you need is those tournament bids, and BYU isn't always capable of that because they just, I mean, they, they've they beat stumble. Gonzaga. They've beat Gonzaga, but to do that consistently, to consistently win the, or, or grab the automatic bid in the WCC is not attainable as long as Gonzaga's in the conference. So if Gonzaga were to leave, I think BYU, if they're – even mildly content in the WCC, there there might be a bit more of a, an incentive to stick uh, with the West Coast Conference than I think most would imagine. Yeah, and they lose to like San Diego or Pepperdine for random reasons. It happens. I mean, yeah. it happens with teams in the Mountain West or, yeah. or anywhere else. But yeah. I mean, like they should be better than those teams that are sub two fifty Ken Palm. That's Definitely. the problem. Yeah. And well, I think we've pretty much summed up our thoughts. But do you what? Actually, no. What is your what's next year going to look like? I need your answer, Eli, on the record. <laughs> on the record i think well like yeah what's gonna happen uh i think it i think it stays as it is i don't think gonzaga makes the crossover quite yet do you um, think do you it, okay do you uh, let me put two-part question because yeah. that's not yeah. a full answer it is but it isn't so not next year is there a waiting period like oh gonzaga is going to come in two years down the road like they can't come to a deal for next year because like i said buyouts conference waiting period are they in five years is gonzaga being the mountain west conference uh, five years, I think. Okay, no, no, possible. three. Yeah. Let me give you. I, I, let me give you three. Okay. Let me give you three. Years okay, you're, because... you're really gonna nail me down. Well, yeah. no, be, no reason I'm asking because <laughs> no, no, well, no. Like I know it's stupid that them do this, but okay, not next year. Do you mm-hmm. think it's okay? Let me rephrase this because I don't want to just paint in the corner, and make you see yes or no, no matter what. Is it why would they not be like? Is it because either waiting period or they're just fine where they're at? Like, what would be the reason they would stay for next year? I well, maybe neither, maybe both. I, I just think that. <laughs> I think Gonzaga probably needs to think this through because they have such a good thing going, as as Will mentioned, yeah. in the WCC right now. And when things are going well, I mean, Gonzaga is just a few months removed from a national title appearance. And although a move to the MWC is lateral at worst, I, you, I've always been someone that's a proponent proponent of, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now, Gonzaga sure isn't broken. They're doing just fine. So... It might be attractive to Gonzaga to move them to the Mountain West, but to go from, and I know that it's been rumored so many times, but to go from basically nothing in terms of Gonzaga realigning to making the switch in just a short span, I don't know if that is completely realistic. But if you were to ask me who's in the Mountain West in 2021, maybe, I think uh, Gonzaga is, is surely in that conference. I think maybe New Mexico State, possibly Grand Canyon, um, and maybe even BYU. So I, I don't think this thing happens overnight because there are so many different factors in terms of TV and 
in conference affiliations and all different sorts of things. But I think that there's a very realistic opportunity that Gonzaga, in, in sometime in the short future, is in the Mountain West. Yeah, it's a, it's a, we again we could say six months and something could change. So for me, saying five years down the road is pretty unfair because it could be different tomorrow. I mean, we, yeah. who really knows? Do you okay? Let me follow up question. Will there be any realignment? in the Mountain West next year. Like, we know there's five other teams. Are they going to say, well, we'll take Grand Canyon New Mexico State or just Grand Canyon? Because I'm a big proponent of Grand Canyon because, like I said, they're all in on basketball. They want to be great at basketball. I mean, it could be a domino effect. I think the fact that the report by Mark Ziegler mentioned that Gonzaga as well as five other teams, I think that already generates some interest for, for for the potential of a domino effect. So maybe... Maybe Grand Canyon decides that they want to up and leave to the Mountain West, which would be a, a positive move and positive step for that program. And then maybe you start to see a team like Gonzaga or BYU take notice and think that, okay, maybe we can form something great here. Because yeah, yeah, that's right. You, like you have the Pac-12, which is an excellent conference, and I mean it's one of the weaker power conferences, but it's still a power conference. Then you have the Mountain West, which is kind of lingering between the two. I know it's labeled as a mid-major conference, but for the most part, it's able to send multiple bids to the NCAA tournament. And then you just have a bunch of one-bid leagues that consistently lose programs to uh, to conferences like the Pac-12 or Mountain West. Um, when you have the WAC and Big West and Conference USA and um, all these different conferences that just don't really have a ton going for them. So if Mountain West is able to pick off some of those conferences' best teams, I think that would form a pretty legitimate conference that could compete with the Pac-12 for one of the better college basketball conferences out west. All right, so I think that does it for us today, this particular podcast show. But <laughs> just stay tuned. Like I said, we're going to post this first first week of March. We've got tournament coming up this week. Stuff could change, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's with it, with Mark Few being involved, Like I think that's a big step because coaches usually aren't involved. So I would, I would say probably going to be just Gonzaga – my ideal scenario would be Gonzaga, BYU, Grand Canyon because it's less must and less fuss for football side, and that's a big deal because football is always in the, in the mix for things because it can cause a headache or be awesome. But that's my take, and that's all we got for this show. Thank, if you made it this far, definitely let us know because we appreciate you tuning in. Any new BYU fans, uh, hey, stop by and read us time to time. We play BYU a lot of football and basketball. Mid-major madness, guys. I know, Rush, you better listen to this. If Will's on here, Russell, Steinberg, you better listen to this podcast and let me know. <laughs> right yeah that's right let's call it rushy we can do it that's okay we're cool we dm each other but uh <laughs> just uh just oh thanks for if you tuned in for 20 minutes or you heard two parts because we're gonna this might be a two-parter we'll see if you listen to any of it thank you very much we're on itunes stitcher blog talk radio mwr.com a ton of people checked out our website today because of eli's excellent work says out of town this past weekend so thanks for that eli and every everybody we'll see you next time folks